Hello and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I'm your host, Gabe Peterson, and this is the place investors go to gain actionable advice, learn about current market trends, and hear war stories from other professional investors out there in the field today. Before we get started, I have two quick housekeeping items for you. First, if you like this episode, we would very much appreciate a like, subscribe, and share. It is the best way to support the show and keep it running far into the future. Second, if you're a new investor looking to get started in real estate or an experienced investor looking to take your investing to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you that will cover how to find deals that are actually deals, how to finance those deals with little to no money down, and how to exit those deals for maximum value. On top of that, I throw in an insane amount of free bonuses that you'll have access to once you buy the ebook. All I charge is our admin costs to keep this show running. So if you're serious about real estate investing and want to create both active and passive income as an investor, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com and click on the button that says, get the ebook in the upper right-hand corner to grab yourself a copy. With that said, let's dive right in. Today, we have a very special guest with us ready to drop some investor knowledge on you. So buckle up, grab your pen and paper and enjoy the ride. All right, we are back with another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club Daily Deal Review. We have Chris Bennett on uh, on on the show. Man, my 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 mouth is just not working today. We have Chris Bennett back on the show with us. If you guys missed his full episode, um, it is one behind. We go deep into self storage and why that is the asset class you want to be in. Um, so if you missed that, check out Chris's recent episode. But today, Chris is here to talk about one deal that he's done. So Chris, thank you very much for hopping on the Daily Deal Review. Absolutely. Happy to do it, Gabe. All right. So the first question, um, where was this deal located and what type of property was it? Is it? Sure. Sure. It was a self-storage deal located uh, in Gastonia, North Carolina, which is a suburb basically of Charlotte, North Carolina. Awesome. So self-storage in North Carolina. So what kind, um, go a little bit deeper into the asset, you know, how big is it? How many units, that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it sits on about four, call it four and a half acres of land. It's about 15,000 gross uh, square feet. It has a bunch of parking uh, and covered RV parking as well. Uh, If you do the quick math, you realize 15,000 square feet versus four and a half acres that doesn't cover all the acreage and you'd be right. So we're going to add a 22,000 square foot climate controlled building on the property. But that's the uh, the high level uh, of the deal. It's in the south side of Gastonia, pretty close to Lake Wiley. So we have a lot of people who have boats and RVs and uh, they store there. Like, I mean, the demand for that is is insane. But yeah, that's basically it. Perfect. So how'd you go about finding this deal? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, the guy who who owned it posted on LinkedIn, a friend of mine tagged me in the post uh, and so that's how I found it. It was a referral from a friend via LinkedIn. So thank you, LinkedIn. I love that. And that just goes to show really deals come from everywhere. You know, don't focus yeah. on one thing. If you think you're going to get it from bro- I'm a broker and you're not paying attention to your LinkedIn, you might miss a deal just like this one that, uh, that Chris got. So that's awesome. You got a lot yeah. of LinkedIn referral. Great way to find that. Um, so how'd you go about pricing it and deciding that it was a deal? 
Yeah, well, my partner, uh, John Allen, he handles all of our underwriting debt placement, et cetera. So he, he's a CPA as well. Um, and so he did all the underwriting on it. Obviously, you know, we're both looking at it. Uh, but that's what we did. They sent us over the financials. Uh, we realized real quick, number one, there wasn't much supply in the market of storage. I think within the three mile, uh, let's call it three mile radius, there's like two feet or something like that per person. I can't remember the exact number, but the point is it's very low. Um, and so that obviously made our ears perk up. And then we found out that there was new homes nearby as well uh, that were coming in about 400 new homes, new home neighborhood. So we liked that story as well. So the pricing was a bit high, uh, at least is what the seller was asking. So we came and we made our offer, I think about a million or I can't remember what it was, a million or maybe a million and a half underneath what they were looking for. I think they were asking 1.9, maybe it was two. I don't remember. Uh, we finally settled on about 1.8 million and some change. Um, and so that's, that's, that was the uh, price that we paid for it. And, um, uh, we could talk about that a little bit more, but that's, that's where we're at on the deal as far as analyzing, underwriting it. Cool. Yep. And, uh, and I like you, I mean, you guys analyzed it. you found a number that worked for you and that's what you offered. Um, you know, whenever people put a, a, a price out there, that's not the, the number you have to go with, um, go with what works for you. If it gets accepted, great. If not, that's okay. Um, what matters is that it fits your analysis. So, uh, yeah. great little, great little gem of wisdom in there. Moving on. How'd you go about financing the deal? Well, we talked to a couple of different folks on it. We ended up settling. Uh, my partner had a good relationship with a local bank. Uh, so this, as far as deal size, you know, under $2 million, uh, it's a perfect fit for a local bank. Uh, so that's the, that's the route we went. Uh, they gave us pretty favorable terms as far as interest only. I think it was two years interest only. Ooh, uh, I can't nice. remember the rate on it. It was, yeah, it was, uh, I want to say it was around 4% on the rate, uh, 25 wow. year amortization. Uh, we leveraged it only at about uh, 50%. And okay. we also have the construction costs included in that. Wow. So I'm trying to remember everything off the top of my head, but our low leverage obviously got us a little bit better on the rate, which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they financed the construction as well. The, the moral of that story is the relationship with the banker. And so my partner had a great relationship with him, had done some deals with him in the past and some other real estate. So because of the relationship, there was things that he was willing to do uh, that other banks were not willing to do. We did shop it around to other banks, but he was able to get us the best rate, best terms, et cetera, because of the relationship. Yep. I love that. You never know, you know, every, every person you meet could be, um, not that you, you know, look at a person and try to try to, you know, get the most out of that relationship, but every per, every relationship you have can turn into something. Um, you just never know. So that's, uh, that's great yeah. to hear. Um, yeah. so you financed it local lending, you got great terms, you got interest only, you got 4% interest, man, that's killer. And then 25 year ammo. Was there a balloon on that one? Uh, there is, I forgot the term. I think it was, a. Uh... It was a shorter term because that was our, that's our plan anyway. I can't remember it's a five or seven year term, but that's what that we were fine with that. No big okay. deal. So how'd you go about adding value to the deal? Well, first off, we uh, improved the website. Um, so a couple Easy. things on this one. Yep. Yeah, first off, we we improved the website. They already had a website, so that was nice. But we made it obviously better. Uh, we put third party management in there. We weren't going to manage it ourselves. So we got a third party manager to, to to come in there and take over for us. We run that whole site uh, unattended. Um, so there's no manager on site ever. Everybody can rent. Anybody can rent via call center. If they make a phone call or online, uh, which is really easy. We uh, took people off of any cash or check payments. Uh, I think nice. one guy still pays by check. We're trying to get him to not do that anymore. He, like, he, makes, he makes a payment like once every six months. So we're going to actually end up probably uh, 
um, tell them, hey, you got to go unless you are willing to get on a credit card. But anyway, so there's a couple of things as far as operations are concerned. But the big way we're going to add value is, like I mentioned earlier, adding the 22,000 square foot uh, climate controlled building. It's primarily climate controlled, has a few non-climate units on it. But the nice thing is that the slope of the land allows us to make it a bi-level building, meaning the first and second floor are both accessible from ground level. So there's no need for an elevator. There's no need for any of that stuff. And we're disturbing under an acre of land. And so the permitting process is very simple and easy. So we're very excited about that. Now, obviously, steel prices have gone up, but we're okay. We put hefty contingency in there, actually. So we should be okay uh, on that side of things. But that's the main way is by adding the units and all that. It was actually, I didn't mention this earlier. It was 100% occupied. Uh, and it's been 100% occupied for a while. So we just raised rents on everybody. Um, and then... That's another way we're adding values. We're raising rents on everybody. And then the new units we expect to go pretty quick. Man, I love that. Um, so you, it sounds like you increased, uh, you improved operations, you, you improved their website, got third, third-party management in there. I love that you switched off from cash. Um, these deals that we're looking at, they're, uh, they're like 60% cash check. And it's just like, man, that's, uh, that's a hassle. And then you're yeah. adding the, to the top line, you're putting that 22,000 additional square feet in there. So a lot of good value add in there. I love hearing that. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the exit. What is the exit that you're expecting? You know, what's the cap on entry, and what's the cap that you're looking at once you uh, once you guys do exit? We bought it at a seven something cap, which is ridiculous. Uh, okay. <laughs> you don't, yeah, you don't find that. So that's not realistic. Uh, we are estimating about a six and a half exit cap. We're not. We didn't underwrite it that way. Obviously, we have a, a spread in there, so a fifty basis point spread. Well, we're not going to sell it at an eight cap almost. <laughs> just not. That's not going to happen. Uh, I mean, anything could happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that's not going to happen. But the deal itself doesn't lend itself. The probability of that happening isn't very high. So um, when we exit, we estimate, I think we're going to have going in all in with the construction and all that. It's around a $3.2 million um, purchase plus construction costs. When we exit, I can't remember what it was, but it's over $5 million based upon uh, rental rate increases in the future, of course. Uh, but five, maybe $6 million in value uh, once we're all said and done. That sounds good to me. 3.2 entry, five for the exit. That's a good spread in anybody's book for sure. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So what was the biggest lesson that you guys learned through this process? I think it's a great one, man. Don't look at price per foot. Hmm. So if you take the numbers I gave you, right? So the purchase price was uh, 1.8 and some change. Uh, let's call it 1.8. And then you take the actual square footage of the buildings, 15,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. What is that per foot? That's like a hundred something dollars per foot, right? I forgot the yeah. exact, whatever that math works out to be. Not but good most for, people for look, storage. Exactly. Yeah. That's why they got, uh, I think they said they got one or two other offers, but nobody really serious. And we sent it over to a couple of friends of ours just to kind of look over our shoulder, make sure we weren't missing something on the underwriting. And they said the same thing, like, guys, this is over a hundred and something dollars per foot. Like, how do you make money on this? And we're like, bro, it's because we're, you know, we're below market. We got a neighbor coming in. We can add the building, so on and so forth. We're crushing it right now. We just raised rents 9% on everybody. And we had a few move outs. Mm-hmm. It's because we're so low below the market already. There's no competition near us. Uh, so, and we're not concerned about new competition coming in. We're already through our permitting process, almost through our permitting process for the building, we're going to be out coming out of the ground in the next, call it 60 days, 90 days or so. Uh, so we're ahead of anybody else who would try to buy land and, and 
and build another facility. And if they did, we don't care because the demand is still so high in that market. It's okay. So if you look at just the price per foot, that doesn't tell you anything about the potential return, about the uh, cash on cash return, of course, about the expenses, about the operations. It just tells you what you're paying for a square foot. It doesn't tell you anything else about the operations and the potential of the property. So that was one of the biggest lessons. You know, people kind of shy away. Oh man, it's, it's, it's 60 bucks a foot. I don't know. Don't look at that. How are you going to run it? What are you going to do to improve it and expand and add value to it? And that's what's most important. Yep. No, I love that. That is really good advice. Um, and on that same coin, I mean, don't look at the cap rate going in. Um, you know, the cap rate may yeah. be a two, but if you can, if you can do really good value add, it'll be a 12. I mean, maybe. Oh yeah. <laughs> Probably not, but that's you know, you might be able to push it up, you know, 10, 12%. So doesn't matter what oh, the yeah, like, is. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. We, uh, I was telling a friend of mine the other day, anecdotally, I heard a story at a conference, storage conference. Somebody had asked, it was either the CEO at the time of public storage or extra space or one of the REITs. Why did they pay like a four cap for a building, for a facility? And this is years ago. So that's high, right? Back then, like years ago. So they paid a four cap for something. And they asked, why did you do that? He said, because I don't care what the going in cap rate is because we're going to apply our management best practices and we're going to, that, that's going to be an eight by the time we're done within 12 months. Like, so we don't care what the going in is because we're going to improve the property. So that's like, he's exactly right. Like, I'm not saying overpay for everything just because you can, but, uh, you know, don't worry about that so much. What will you do to make improvements and add value? Yep, Absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, that concludes Deal to Deal Review. So thank you again for showing up and giving us, uh, giving us some of the wisdom that you've gotten from your, your experiences here. Absolutely. Thank you, Gay. Appreciate it, man. All right. And again, if you guys missed Chris, Chris's full episode, it is one behind this. Go ahead and check that out. We go even further into self-storage. Good episode. Chris dropped some good, uh, good wisdom to take on there. So um, check that out. Other than that, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. As always, if you have any questions, reach out to me, Gabe, at the realestateinvestingclub.com. Other than that, I will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed putting it on and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can apply in your own investing today in the field. Before you go, we have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to invest, take your investing to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on our website. This ebook, ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find deals that are actually deals, how to finance a deal with little to no money down, and how to exit those deals for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I am throwing in a bundle of bonuses, seven of them to be exact. The first one will be the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems and processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating wealth in real estate. The second bonus is the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools, systems, and even the vendors we use to see the success that we do. And the third bonus is the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which is which will give you the exact keywords we use to target motivated sellers online using PPC ads. 
The fourth bundle is, or the fourth bonus is our contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all the contracts we use in the field to execute all different types of transactions. After that is the investor's quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. This is a lot of of bonuses that I said. I'm just going to keep going down the list. Number six is the investor's daily success tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And the last bonus is the wholesalers template for quick assignment cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. Whew, that is a bundle. So it's a mouthful. You get all of those bonuses for free when you download the ebook. All we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you're interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page to take advantage of that deal. And with that said, I hope you have a fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the invest with us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.